What's up? This is Makad Brooks. I'm playing James the Bridge Olsen. That's right. And you are listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio. Super, 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 Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss the season three episode of the show titled Trinity. Since we don't have any news this week, let's get straight to that discussion. So here is the official description. Quote, still reeling after learning about Lena's secret, Supergirl asks Guardian for a favor that could alter his relationship with Lena forever. Meanwhile, with all three world killers united, Supergirl and the team brace for an epic battle. Unquote. Ooh. Yeah. And it was it was actually a pretty good uh, throw down there at the Fortress of Sanctuary. So we'll we'll get talking about that. But I really want to start with the fallout of the DEO team finding out about what Lena Luther did with Sam for a couple of weeks. She was hanging out with Sam in the underground medical bunker there at uh, L Corp and didn't tell anybody. And now they're just finding out about it. So Morgan, what did you think about how they dealt with that fallout? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I really just wanted to see Lena be like, like turn around and everybody's staring at her and she's just kind of like, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. It was uh, definitely, it was definitely weird to see Supergirl so mad at Lena. I didn't like it. I was like, oh no, don't fight. You guys are besties. Uh, <laughs> except they're not besties because Lena doesn't even know that she's not really. I feel like this. I think my problem with this part of the episode was that it was it's become so glaring that Lena is the only person on this entire show that doesn't know that Kara is Supergirl uh, and it just kind of feels it doesn't feel um, like realistic anymore uh, it just feels like drama for drama's sake uh, and in this case I think it does ki- it kind of works because if you want like to keep the Sam is rain stuff from Kara, it makes sense. Like if Lena did know that Kara was Supergirl, she probably would have had more trust in in the DEO and all of them to take care of it. Whereas because she doesn't know, well, air quotes doesn't know, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she sort of like went about it herself. However, there was definitely a moment in the episode where I was like, 
as always, I'm wondering, does she know? Like, because she clocked Alex so fast. She's like, oh, yeah, I, I've known you. You've been working for the DEL. And Alex is like, sweet, cool. I, I, I wanted you to know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a moment when they're in the... Uh, the mind forest slash rainforest. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna go with rainforest. Shout out Andy. <laughs> yeah, Andy Andy B from the Flash podcast uh, suggested that we use rainforest for the Valley of Juru uh, that we got introduced. To, well, actually, we got a name for it this week, but I think we should still call it the rainforest because that's a pretty awesome pun. Yeah, that's a solid pun. I, I have no complaints with that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, a moment where. Kara and uh, I mean Supergirl and Lena are kind of having a little argument about secrets and Lena is like well do you want to tell me what your real name is and I kind of was like is it because you already know and you just want some clarification like I don't know but it, it did feel a little rich to have Supergirl so mad about a secret when her identity she's still keeping secret from lena for no reason that i can place because uh car danvers is just real fast and loose with her secret identity <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she asks her what her real name is and supergirl's like uh well it uh it's not a great question for a luther to ask someone in my family that was her answer uh yeah which was not a great answer not a great answer it it's it's funny because for me it's it's hard for me to for me to say after all the years that we spent watching Smallville that Smallville maybe did something better, <laughs> but at least on Smallville, like most people didn't know the secret, right. and then it began to slowly expand out. Whereas in this show, like most people do know the secret so then it becomes weirder when it's just one individual that doesn't and there's like no specific reason why it's even worse because lena says hey, you know what i can get on board with supergirl having secrets you know because i have secrets too so i can get on board with her having secrets and she's very it seems very accepting of uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But but another person she finds out has secrets. Like everybody has secrets in this episode, but Supergirl's not ready to share hers. Even though I do get the impression that Lena knows something. Yeah, just because that was very that moment where she's like, "What's your real name?" Uh, that was very pointed. And I f and I'm with you. I think if she knew if she knew what was up with Alex. She almost has to know about Cara being Supergirl. If it didn't come in the same episode as that, as her just immediately saying to Alex, like, oh, yeah, no, I knew you worked at the DEO, then I wouldn't be as suspicious. But as it as it is, and and you know that there's enough hints that Cara is Supergirl <laughs> because, again, she is real bad at the secret identity thing. <laughs> like, just really bad. <laughs> well, and then there's the fact that... Uh, Lena figured out what was going on with Sam. She knew that Sam was Rain. She figured that out. She knows about Alex. But to your point, why would Supergirl keep the secret from her when Lena seems pretty cool about keeping other people's secrets? Uh, so that does seem to be very strange. And I don't know how they're going to handle that from now on. It seems like Supergirl and Lena are going to have a clean slate from here on out. But there is some stuff that's stuff that's going on with their relationship that I don't I don't know how they're going to handle it. So so we get the revelation that Lena 
used kryptonite on Sam to, and we did see that a, a few times in that in that bunker that she used the kryptonite to kind of contain rain. But we found out the big shocker was not just that she used kryptonite, but that she's figured out how to make it. What are your thoughts on that? I thought that was like such an interesting reveal. How do you even uh, go about discovering that? Like, wh- how did she discover that she could figure out how to make kryptonite? Was she just like bored one day? <laughs> <laughs> she did not have anything going on, and she was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge myself." She's like, "You know what? There's nothing on TV today." <laughs> so <laughs> she's already uh, blown through that Netflix queue. She spent all that her whole day watching ab- absolutely fabulous. Yeah, and then she was like, "There's nothing left for me but to make some kryptonite." makes perfect sense yeah no I was I thought that was really interesting um yeah I don't know what they're gonna do with that yeah I I enjoyed it uh, on account that I do kind of eventually want Lena to go evil I do want her to see her embrace her Luther side just because I like villains I like Katie McGrath as a villain so there is that that I got really excited about. I was like, ooh, she's doing some shady business that she's not telling anybody about. <laughs> and she kind of like she lied about it and then she came clean about it. But she also has not told Supergirl about it. And then there's that whole James thing lying to win and Supergirl. So there's a lot. There's a lot of secrets and lies going on. There's a lot of secrets and lies. Oh, my goodness. So many. But I, I just I, I almost want it in that scene where like he tells her like I didn't even go into the vault and he was like because I trust you I wanted her to just be like uh yeah like it's not totally like I have a ton more kryptonite in there (laughs) and then they just stare at each other awkwardly and then it fades to black (laughs) oh yeah well and then there's the whole question of how is she making the kryptonite like is she using Element. This is really nerdy, and I, I'm not even a scientific person who can uh, speak to these things, but I'm just thinking about these things in my head. So, like, for, in- for instance, in Man of Steel, the Kryptonian key that Jonathan gives young Clark when he's telling him about his spaceship and where he comes from, he talks about how the Kryptonian key is made from elements that are not found on the periodic table. So that means he's an alien. Well, if kryptonite is uh, a a rock from the planet Krypton, how are you getting elements to create, to mimic kryptonite from elements on Earth? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I don't think it does make any sense. Like, Like, how would you, I don't know, synthetically... I don't know. How would you create something that doesn't exist on Earth? Well, there is that the fact that Maxwell Lord created the synthetic red kryptonite. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that because uh, Maxwell Lord, uh, may his memory rest in peace with all the other <laughs> MIA storylines. I haven't thought about good old Maxwell in a while, but that is a really good point. So maybe she's created a synthetic type of green kryptonite maybe she found his plans and she's just uh manipulating it so that it'll be green instead of red i don't know i i was just thinking about like is, is this genuine kryptonite or is it like that synthetic kind where it's just kind of giving off the vibe of green kryptonite so i have a very terrible memory um so i can't remember but didn't um 
in the, I think it was last season when uh, Clark stopped by, wasn't he really mad at John because he had some kryptonite? Yes. And didn't Kara seem to not care a whole lot about that at the time? <laughs> I'm just saying, suddenly her her sudden super anger over the kryptonite thing, when before she was just like, I don't know. She just seemed like she was neutral on the whole thing. Kind of made me confused. Well, you know, now it's uh, personal. It's personal. <laughs> it could be used against her. This time, it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> so that ratches it up a notch. Uh, yeah. So, and then, of course, Superman carries the green kryptonite away and they get rid of it. So that was supposed to be the last of green kryptonite on the planet until we found out that uh lena could create her own so that's really interesting uh that she uh went that luther route which i thought was um very fascinating and i uh, i guess we could talk about james and lena at this point because she calls him and she says you know i didn't want you to look at me like i was a luther and she felt like everyone at the deo was looking at her like that which yeah, I mean, can you blame them, really? Uh, I, I don't know if you could blame them at this point. Even though I was kind of on, I was on Lena's side because she did what she did to help her friend and try to make things better and try to uh, get some answers about Rain and the world killers. So she was doing the right thing, but uh, she maybe should have told some people. Um, but what did you think about Lena's dynamic with James and the things they were working through with uh, the secrets that lies and the trust issues? Uh, what did you think about that? There was a lot of secrets. There were a lot of lies. But actually, um, James and Lena were pretty on the up and up with each other in this episode. Like as soon as she gets, uh, as soon as the whole Sam and R Rain thing blew up in her face, she calls him to tell him exactly what happened. And, and at the end of the episode, he like not only tells her listen I was gonna break into your safe and I didn't I mean I totally could but I didn't <laughs> <laughs> and it was on you know it was because Supergirl asked me he even tells her that he's guardian so it does seem like they're trying to be really honest with each other which I think considering that there were a lot of other secrets and lies in this episode was kind of refreshing yeah i agree i really have i don't know how it happened but i kind of like james and lena as a couple that's not something I've, i would have thought that that would have happened at the beginning of the season but i think it's because they are honest with each other and because uh they are willing to trust each other with these kinds of things uh that's been kind of a thread that's gone through a couple of these episodes where they've uh trusted each other that Oh, Lena's got secrets she needs to keep. James is cool with that. And then in this one, James is like, here are all my secrets. <laughs> uh, so I I have really liked that a lot. Um, I don't know how Lena is going to take the whole Supergirl asks, asking Guardian to break into her vault. I don't know how she's going to respond to that because she didn't really seem, I don't know, she seemed to be taken aback by that. Yeah, she did not seem happy about it. Although I do feel like, I feel like everybody was kind of a little bit of a jerk in this episode. So it's kind of hard to blame anybody. <laughs> like Lena was keeping this huge secret that really did affect Supergirl. On the other hand, she knows why. And she could have just asked Lena directly. I, I feel like having Guardian break into Lena's uh, lab and 
be, to find out whether or not she's lying is messed up on several levels, especially knowing that James and Lena are dating. Yeah, they could have all just talked to each other. A lot of communication, like all these problems would be solved if they just communicated with each other. If Supergirl just asked Lena straight up, that would have kept James from being in the, in this mess and getting him involved and putting his relationship with Lena at stake. Because I didn't really like that Kara put him in the middle of that. I, I didn't appreciate that at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a big mess. I don't know what's going to happen from here. But now things are getting really interesting with Supergirl and Lena because... I'm questioning whether or not Lena really knows, which I kind of think maybe she does. And Supergirl is now in a real quandary of well, how do I handle this Lena situation? Because we've, for the last couple of episodes, we haven't really seen Kara. We've seen Supergirl a lot. That's true. I think the last two episodes have just been Supergirl. Yeah, all Supergirl. So I'm very curious to see how Kara Danvers will now react to Lena when she sees Lena as Kara. I'm very curious as to how that might go because that might be a totally different dynamic. Uh, I don't know if Kara is going to treat her with that same kind of suspicion as Kara that she does with uh, her persona as Supergirl. So I'm I'm very uh, intrigued by how that's going to go down. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm interested to see how that's going to in like affect their friendship. Because as far as Lena knows, um, her and Carr are super cool. Yeah. Supergirl's the one who's mad at her. She keeps talking about, you know, Supergirl's trust in her and how she kind of lost it in this episode. Uh, but uh, as far as she knows, Kara is uh, is uh, totally cool with it. The one th- question I did have, because we did talk previously about how weird it is that Lena doesn't say anything about Monel, <laughs> and she was in a room with Monel, sitting at a big conference table with him. She was hanging out with him at the DEO. She doesn't say a word, and I did think it it, it hit me pretty hard in this one that when Monel left, she knew that Kara was dating Monel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing that Lena probably knew was Kara is upset because her boyfriend left. And so Kara's like, I don't know, eating ice cream. She's like in a depression state. You know, she's sick. Got to bring her some soup. You know, all these mm-hmm. things. Like she's, uh, she's mourned the loss of her boyfriend. Well, Monel's sitting there. In the conference room. <laughs> this is such a good point. Why does she not say, hey, Monel, so uh, you, did you call Kara? Are, are you going to, you know, go by and say hey? Yeah. Or like, you know, Kara really missed you. She seems very un, uh, very non-curious, especially for, for somebody who made their own kryptonite <laughs> and figured out that Alex was working at the DEO with literally less context clues than she's had for the Kara Supergirl thing, uh, where she's just like, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought that was the strangest thing. I don't, I don't know. I'm really confused about the Monel. Lena thing now. So sometimes I feel like even the show forgets from moment to moment whether or not Lena knows that Kara is Supergirl. <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch the end of season two because I can't remember. But she saw because I know at one point Monel was trying to be Mike Matthews with the glasses. He was he was trying to pull that off. 
But at some point, I think when they tr- when Re- Queen Rhea tried to forcibly marry them, I don't think he had the glasses on. So she should she should recognize him. She wasn't like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> is that you? Maybe, maybe the beard is really throwing her off. The beard is like you know what you look so much like this dude Mike. I know. <laughs> I'm just so confused about Lena and Monel and what they know. I just I don't understand it. Um, so maybe that's coming. Maybe she'll be like, hey, uh, Cara, so I saw Manel at the DEO. That was weird. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a conversation in the future that will happen. Um, but one of the things I thought was really interesting about, since we're still kind of talking about Lena, um, Lena says when they're interrogating her at the DEO, she says her full name is Lena Kieran Luther. And I was like, huh, I didn't know Lena Luther had a middle name. So I was trying to do some digging, uh, you know, in all the, the DC Comics wikis that we, that we know of uh, that, that do so much for us because we're very unknowledgeable about a lot of these things. I could not find anything to confirm that this was her middle name from the comics. So then I got curious about why would they choose this name? It's K-E-I-R-A-N. That's what the closed captioning from the CW said. Oh, interesting. I thought it was like Karen, like K-A-R-E-N. When I first heard it, I heard Karen. And then I was like, oh, the only Karen I know is Rampage. Um, But when I looked at the closed captioning, it was K-E-I-R-A-N. So when I looked that up, this I thought was really interesting. It got me all like, ooh, excited, uh, was that Kieran is an Irish name that means dark or a little dark one. Ooh. And I was like, mmm, I like where this is going. Uh, So I don't know if, uh, I don't know, somebody can tell us if they know anything more about, you know, a deep dive into Lena Luthor in the comics. Maybe that is something that's in the source material, uh, but I could not find anything so I thought it was very uh, interesting that maybe they went with this name for a reason. So, uh, yeah. So if you were curious about Lena Luther's middle name, we got one in this episode. I would like it if that was foreshadowing that at some point she's just going to get rid of the American accent. <laughs> they're, just, they're just like, we're just easing right into this. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I think uh, Katie is Irish. I think so. Yeah. So that would make sense. But yeah, so I'm like, hmm, a Luther is the dark one, the little dark one. I like it. I like it. It makes her sound both evil and adorable, which I think works. I think. I think it's really fitting, quite fitting for this Lena Luther. Um, and speaking of dark things, uh, I think we should talk about uh, the rainforest and the adventures that were having. There was a lot of adventures going. I mean, everyone was having adventures in the rainforest this week. So many adventures in the rainforest. It was a big party in the rainforest. Um, so we get to see uh, Sam and Julia uh, together in the rainforest. Uh, so what did you think about the uh, the fact that the world killers had taken over their bodies and they were trapped in there together. What did you think about their interactions? I, I was I thought that that moment where Sam forgets Ruby's name was oh, so sad, so heartbreaking. Oh man, like that that whole that whole bit where they're both writing down, like she Sam says, write down everything that you know about yourself, uh, and then when they um, Lena and Kara and then and. Alex, the dream team, uh, <laughs> go through, who are walking through the rainforest and they see all the, like the, like the scratched, like, you know, Ruby's name everywhere and what Julia was writing down. I thought that was really like, 
like very haunting and disturbing. Yeah, it was super scary. And I know this is going to sound stupid. Maybe this is my um, uh, ego of being a right-handed person. Uh, but I thought I it kind of shocked me that both Julia and Sam were left-handed. I didn't even notice that. No, no disrespect to my Southpaw people. No disrespect, <laughs> but it is a little unusual to see, at least for me, I've never seen, uh, you know, multiple characters in a scene who are left-handed before, uh, except for the only, I guess the only <laughs> other exception is that most Muppets are left-handed. <laughs> if you see a Muppet, like, playing the guitar or something, it's usually, like, playing a left-handed guitar because the the uh, the puppeteers have to use the right hand for other things. What if that is the foreshadowing? And then by the end of the season, Rain just turns into a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we were, we were afraid of her this whole time, but look at how cute she is now. <laughs> Best season And then they just, like, ever. then they do, like, a song, like a... <laughs> They just they sing they sing about their problems with each other. <laughs> they could go into the rainforest and sit like on a log, like yes. uh, Kermit the Frog in the swamp. They, they all sing. They they all get together and sing the Rainbow Connection. Yes. And <laughs> well, you've done it, Morgan. Now I'm going to be really upset if that doesn't happen. The season is going to be a wash if that doesn't happen now. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten our hopes up a little too high. <laughs> <laughs> the expectations have been raised. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just thought that was interesting. I, I don't know. Uh, I know that sounds really silly, but I was like, oh, they're both left-handed. That's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I was really impacted by the fact that, uh, Julia was starting to lose it. Like she was the, like Grace, she gave, she gave it up like early on. Grace was just like, uh, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the dark Kryptonian was like, your hum- your human sides need to shrivel up and submit to what's going on here. And Grace was like, okay, done. <laughs> Ooh, bye. <laughs> uh, but, but for Julia and Sam, it's, it's taking a little bit longer. And uh, Julia was like really freaked out. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, Rain is kind of the leader of the world killers. And I, I thought there was something to be said about how Sam she was kind of holding it together for Julia. Like she was like, you know, calm down, tell me your name, sing me a song. Let me tell you about my daughter. Like she was kind of helping Julia. And I thought that was interesting that she was sort of being that leader for Julia to help her through that. Um, But yeah, that scene was really sad because you got some of Julia's humanity coming out. She was trying to remember, you know, she was like, I remember my parents. I, you know, I had parents. I was a musician um, and it was kind of terrifying that she was like, no, I can't remember, remember my favorite song. I don't remember my name. And even with Sam, like her not, like you said, not remembering Ruby's name. Yeah, that I, I had put myself in their shoes. And that that would really be scary, especially since that sort of connects, I guess, to Mirren and what he's going through this season, where he's forgetting things like his family, like his granddaughter's. Um, having certain conversations with Jean. So I don't know, that kind of stuff, that that really kind of freaks me out, not not knowing who you are. That's that's one of the things I think we take for granted is is knowing our names, knowing where we live, know our phone numbers, you know, those basic things that we kind of take w- with ourselves every day and they were losing it. And that is scary. Um, uh, you know, forget the, the Kryptonian demons and all the stuff that was in there. The scary <laughs> thing was the fact that they were forgetting who they were. Um, but yeah, I, I thought all of those scenes were really great. 
Um, Odette was great. Chris was great. Um, so I, I really appreciated their their acting in those scenes. Yeah, and I, I really like the actors, like all the world killer actresses uh, this season. I think that they've been great. Like Odette's been great all season. But the other two, uh, whose names I am blanking on, uh, but they're also really, really good. Like the one who plays Grace is super evil. Uh, and Julia, I feel like you really felt for her in this episode. Um, so yeah, I've, I've really been liking what they've been doing with the, with that whole storyline. Yeah. I think, uh, with Julia and her world, world killer persona, I, I think it's actually really fitting the name. You know, she, she says her name is purity. And I think there's something very pure about Julia Freeman that she, she doesn't want to be a world killer and she, you know, tried to do something to help. And, and we'll, we'll talk about this. She came through big time in this episode, although there may be some consequences to her actions. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I do think that it was fitting that they wrote that character in some way to be a pure, uh, pure of heart character in, in, a, in a certain way. So I really liked that a lot. And um, what did you think about uh, not only were Sam and Julia in there together, which I thought was uh, clever the way they did that because all the world killers were connected via their magic or whatever it was where they were touching hands. I think that's how they were all in there together is that they were connected literally so they could all exist in that same space. Um. So we got to see them together, but then we got to see another trio pop up into the uh, the Kryptonian Valley Juru uh, through Supergirl as an interdimensional portal. Um, what did you think about uh, Supergirl, Alex, and Lena going into the rainforest to check out what was going on? Oh yeah, that was probably my favorite part of the episode. That was that is my dream team. Uh, <laughs> I want to I want to see Alex and Lena and Kara uh, fighting crime all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really, uh, I really I really liked it. I thought it was is really fun to have the three of them um, together, even even with uh, Supergirl being. A little a little PO'd at uh, Lena. It was still such a cool, uh, such a cool thing to have those three characters in there, um, trying to figure out what was going on. And I also just kind of liked that Lena um, just basically did whatever she wanted in this episode, like <laughs> without really without really waiting for anyone to like let her do it. She's like, oh, I'm just coming to the DEO with you. Oh, I'm just going to go into your mind forest. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, here, your spaceship. Guess who's piloting it now? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. She's like, I'm Lena Luther. <laughs> it was perfect. You know what? But she uh, was very effective. She knew what she was doing and uh, she contributed to the mission. So maybe they should let her do that more often. I think they should. I I really liked the combination of like when they leave uh, Lena and Brainy and Wynn on the ship. And it's like, that's a that's a fun combination I would like to see more of. Just like the science bros. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> made sense for the three of them to be together while everybody else was going off and fighting fighting the bad guys. It made sense that they were uh, dealing with the, the more science-y uh, technological aspects of what was going on. Yeah, I, I really did like that. 
Um, I really enjoyed the uh, you know, talking about the dynamics of the three of them in the rainforest together, like the the whole bit where Alex pokes Selena with the stick. I thought was <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I, I did. I love the joy on Alex's face when she was like, "Look, sticks. This one's mine. This is my stick." I was like, "Why? Why is she so excited about this stick?" I just like that Alex is really excited about like found weapons, like that alien gun, like got her through so. Far. I feel like if she had like purchased the alien gun, she wouldn't be as excited as if as the fact that she like found it. So like the fact that she could find like a nice pointy stick is really just going to make her day. That's a good point. I feel like Alex really likes a discount. Like she really likes the bar again. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, when uh, hooked her up with a new suit that she could fight in and also gave her a new uh, weapon uh, of of some some power it was like a like a fire gun uh the best that i could make out it like shot fire uh what did you think about alex getting a fancy new suit yeah i liked the fancy new suit i feel like my my favorite part of the fancy new suit besides the fact that it was a cool fancy new suit (laughs) was that like when she was joking around with uh jean at the end and he was like oh you didn't want the moisture wicking polo (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt yeah uh i i thought that that was all really great even the fact that like um she has magnets on there and i was like what what the heck is magnets you know what what are magnets gonna do but it came into play in the episode where she needed it was almost like a luke skywalker in uh the empire strikes back when he's in the uh, ice cave and he needs to get that lightsaber and he's hanging upside down and he gets it with the force that's what that looked like to me. I, I like the way that Wynn sort of like spent like 10 minutes like hyping her up. But <laughs> but he was like, you know, this, you know, Jean can do this and and Carr can do that. And wouldn't you like to be able to like not get your tibia snapped? And she was <laughs> like, you know, I would. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I mean, but it's also like, a, you know, it's pointing out something that sort of does need to be pointed out, which is that. Alex Danvers, because she is Alex Danvers, uh, goes out there just she's just a person she goes out there with all these super powered characters uh so it it does kind of make sense to give her like just just a little bit of protection like even guardian has like a more before this had like a more souped up uh defense system than alex did yeah he actually has a shield to protect himself alex didn't really have anything uh so it does but but then she also did have that suit that crypt kryptonite suit uh, from the end of season one yeah i so when he was like hyping this up i really thought i was like oh they're getting the kryptonite suit back out no (laughs) and now seems like it would have been a good time to get that suit out like now that we know that lena can just like refuel that thing that's true and they're fighting uh kryptonians yeah so that's another thing that doesn't make any kind of sense now is the time to go into your closet and get that out (laughs) Now is the season for that. (laughs) Uh, Now that we're thinking about these things, I'm like, what is happening in this episode? (laughs) But yeah, so it was cool that Alex did get uh, her own version of a super suit and she does have a little more protection with it. And she's got some fancy new toys and Alex does like her weapons. So it's cool for her to get to uh, use them. Um, And I uh, I guess we could talk about the 
the end of the world killers. Uh, There's one left over now. There's one left standing. What did you think about the the way that purity defeated pestilence and how all of that went down? What did you think about uh, that part of the episode where they're all fighting in the Fortress of Sanctuary and then that happens? I thought it was really cool. I felt really bad for Julia. Um, But, I mean, if you're going to go out, and it seemed pretty obvious that she was, uh, it, it it was nice that she got to go down fighting that she didn't have that she didn't lose herself completely and that she could make a difference and uh and take out one of these other world killers that are really evil especially uh taking out the one that's going to be a super super evil world killer in the future and like really like kill millions of people although i did feel like maybe uh imra and uh and everybody were like celebrating a little too soon on that one because uh, we definitely saw Rain get all those powers of yeah. all the world killers. So it's not like pestilence slash blight is gone since Rain now has all of her crazy powers. That's my concern too. <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe don't pack up. Uh, and mosey on out just yet. I don't think you can go home right now. I think you've got yeah. you've got something else to take care of first. Yeah, I I thought about that too because that that was my big concern. Is like, oh no, she has all of their powers now. This this is uh this has escalated. This is bad. Also, <laughs> <laughs> this is also terrible. Uh, well, they say in the episode that only one of equal strength can defeat Rain. And so they use that logic, which I, I appreciate that they set that up in the writing. And then Julia put it together in her head. And it was Julia making that decision. It wasn't purity. It was Julia making that decision and taking the action to do something. And I thought it was really cool because Supergirl and Alex tried to reconnect with her even there in that scene um, so that she would know that they were there for her and trying to get her to, to act. And she does. And she attacks uh, Pestilence and kills her. And then Pestilence also stabs her with her her poison fingernail. Um, So they both end up dying. But I thought that one of equal strength can defeat Rainline was very... I don't know. I I don't know if we're supposed to take that into the future. Because now that Rain basically has the powers of three world killers... How is someone going to defeat her now? Yeah, that was my question, too. Like, Carr was having a hard time with her when she was just Rain. I don't I don't know how they're planning on uh, taking her on now that she is every world killer. They're all in her. Yeah, because if Supergirl is going to defeat her, I assume that she will. Because, I mean, the show is about Supergirl. I don't, I don't think they're going to end the show this season. <laughs> uh, so... How I mean, just logically thinking about Supergirl fighting her, if that's the way this goes down, how is Supergirl going to get three times to- or yeah, three times the powers to go up against Rain if that's the logic that only one of equal strength can defeat her? Uh, so I was curious about that. And then I started thinking about because there is that possibility that Rain could still be defeated by Sam. Sam could maybe still take her down. Uh, the only thing is, Sam is in some real emotional trouble. 
she is really struggling. She did pretty well there, um, kind of in the, I guess it was like the middle of the episode when everybody contacted Sam in the rainforest and said, hey, you got to get out of here. You got to wake up and send us a message. She did it. She was able to do it. But now when she's starting to lose sight of who she is and uh, she thinks that Rain is going to go after Ruby, now things are getting really dire for Sam. And I don't know if she's going to be able to uh, be emotionally strong enough to stay with it. Uh, Because if the uh, human counterparts succumb to it, that's it. They're dead. Yeah. We saw that with Grace uh, when Grace was like, bye. When Grace was just like, sure. (laughs) Sure. This sounds great. I'm signing up for this. Uh, So I don't know. I don't, I I think that Sam could maybe still defeat Rain. Rain. I think that's still maybe how I see this playing out is that it's going to come down to an emotional thing with Ruby. I think that's how, because otherwise, I mean, how, how do you stop a, a super powerful Kryptonian world killer. I don't know. They have uh, really raised the stakes in this episode. I was I was actually really shocked by that, um, that they they took the essences of purity and pestilence and um, just gave them to Rain, and now she's super powerful. Yeah, I was confused too. I was like, how are they ever going to defeat her now? I I, I don't know, but I th- I really do think the uh, the emotional thing because they've been hitting that hard all season. That uh, the world killers can be affected by, you know, remembering who they are and their emotional states and uh, connecting to their human side. So I think that's the only way that it, it can really play out. So I'm, I'm very curious as to how they do it in the, the last couple of episodes, how, how they manage to get there. Uh, I guess we could talk a little bit about Monel and Emra. Would you want? Would you want to go into that? How How are you feeling on the Monel sliding scale this week? <sighs> I'm like Mon long sigh, looking <laughs> off into the distance. <laughs> I don't know where to put that on the scale. It's just like mon ex- is mon exhaustion a thing? Could we Could we make it? <laughs> we can make. We can put it on the scale. I am mon exhausted. Uh, I just, I'm so, it's amazing to me because technically nothing has happened. It's not technically a love triangle yet. And yet I'm already sick of this love triangle. I just don't want it. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like the, the Monel portion of this episode broke my spirit more than I expected it to. Uh, Especially in that scene with like Jean where he's upset because he, he like car is in trouble, but he can't hold her. And I was like, so this is happening. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I, I think I'm, I might be mod positive. Let's see if you could take me there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can convince you. Um, I would agree with you, though, that the I can't hold her line. That may they could have taken that out. Yeah, that was that was something that didn't need to be said. You could go from. I can't help her to I can't hurt my wife. I think that's fine. That's yeah. that's great. Um but the the holding part, I don't I don't know. That was a, that was a little pushing it. Um but I did kind of like that scene with Monel and Jean because I I've grown to like the fact that Monel has someone to talk to about these kinds of things and I think it's really appropriate that he's talking to Jean because Jean knows uh how much he cares for Kara. He uh, is very good at, uh, 
you know, connecting with people and understanding their problems. And John cares about Kara too. So they have an, uh, a common ground there. I really did like the uh, the line that he does say about Kara in that scene. Uh, Monel says, she just looks so breakable. And that kind of was a throwback to the beginning of the season where Kara was kind of breakable. She was emotionally breakable and it was very hard for her to get over Monel. And so I liked reconnecting to that idea, even though it just, you know, it breaks me up in a mil- million pieces to think about Kara like that, because I think she's actually been very emotionally strong uh, overall. Um, but I liked that Monel, when he did say, I can't hurt my wife, I felt good about that. I was like, he's thinking about Emra. He's, you know, he's putting this into perspective, like, I might have these feelings for Kara, but I've got a responsibility and I've got someone that uh, that's in my life already and I don't want to hurt them. So that made me think, okay, I feel I feel better about this love triangle business. So um, I don't I don't know where they're going to go with it because he still has Kara's necklace and all of that. I felt like I kept waiting for him to give the necklace back because now that they're air quotes going home, which we know that they're not because <laughs> they've, got, they've still got business to take care of. I once again feel like they really, they really overshot how, how fixed this whole situation is. But uh, I felt like maybe he was going to give it back to Kara and be like, you know, now that I'm skedaddling, here's your necklace back. Uh, but yeah, he, he does still have it. He hasn't given it back. I think that would be a really good thing for him to do at the end of the season. If they do go back to the 31st century, I think that would be really appropriate that he would give her that necklace back because that meant so much to Kara that, you know, her mother gave that to her. I think it would be really appropriate if he... I, that's another thing, Morgan. You're just setting me up for a failure at the end <laughs> of the season. I'm not going to get my world killer Muppets. I'm not going to get uh, the return of the necklace back to Kara. I just, I feel like those are my expectations now and they're not going to happen. I feel like the the necklace returning to Kara is more likely than the world killer <laughs> Muppet though. Uh, so, <laughs> so don't give up that dream just yet. Okay, may, maybe, maybe that's still possible. Uh, I'll have some hope. Uh, but yeah, so I did, I did, I, f- I feel better about Monel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I could see that. I mean, I did like that he listened to her when she was like, don't let them take me out. Yeah. And he he respected her wishes on that one because I feel like last last season's Monel would would not have. So he's he's grown a little bit as a person. He hasn't just grown a beard. He's also grown as a person. (laughs) It's a metaphor. (laughs) The beard is a metaphor. (laughs) Uh, But I do think that he is, I think, their relationship at this point is is more business than anything. They're just their teammates taking care of a bit, you know, taking care of business. That's kind of where I see them at this point. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it will come fast and furious and and really bite me in the end, and I'll be like, oh, there's the love triangle. But at this point, I'm feeling okay. I, I want to be there with you. <laughs> I wanna I wanna tr- I wanna trust like you trust. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty zen about this love triangle stuff right now. Uh, that could come back to haunt me. <laughs> but for right now, I think I'm okay. Um, so what are your overall thoughts about this episode, about Trinity? Um, did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, what, what did you think? I really liked this episode. I, I thought all the world killer stuff was really cool and interesting. Um, I I really liked the uh, – I really liked all the – like seeing all the Trinities. Like I liked seeing um, – 
Alex and Kara and Lena uh, in the rainforest. I like seeing uh, Lena and Wynn and Brainy even um, working together to do like sciencey stuff. Uh, and I, I thought that the the fight at the end was really cool, actually, especially like on like a TV budget. They they got their money's worth. They did a really good job. Yeah, there were a lot of people fighting each other. A lot of stuff was going down. Um, so yeah, they had a really big showdown there, and I I was cracking up. It wasn't the the real world um, Fortress of Sanctuary. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, no, it was the one the sanctuary in the rainforest that had like a front door, like they walked in the door, <laughs> and I was like, huh, wonder if that's like in the the real world version of it. I guess there's a front door. I guess. So they have to get in somehow. <laughs> uh, I didn't see one during that fight, but I just, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I really liked this episode. There were a lot of surprises for me, a lot of uh, twists and turns. The You know, uh, James confessing that uh, to Lena that he is guardian. I was shocked at the moment that uh, Sam g- kind of came out of rain. And when that happened, rain showed up in the rainforest with everybody else. And I was like, <gasps> whoa. Yeah, that was a, that was, was that an act break? I don't remember. Yes, it was. It was, it, it was, was a really good act break. Yeah. No, I was like freaked out. I was like, oh, I mean, that makes sense, but I did not anticipate it. Um, so there was some really good like twists and turns going on. The fact that rain gets all the world killer powers. That was not something I expected. I'm a little disappointed that the world killers aren't sticking around. Uh, we only really got like, I mean, we saw them, but they weren't really together for, I mean, for this episode and like a little bit of last episode at the end. So we didn't get to see a lot of the world killers together. So I'm a little bit bummed about that. Um, but I did like the world killer stuff that we got in this one. Um, there were some really cool shots that I, I just wanted to give a shout out to. The very first shot of this episode I thought was really dynamic with uh, Lena. It's it's Lena's reflection in the broken glass. And I love bro- broken glass imagery. Love it. I know it's like on the nose, but I mean, I kind of see it as maybe a, you know, a metaphor for her either broken relationship with Sam and Supergirl, or maybe it's her, uh, you know, descent into villainy. She's a broken person now because she's, she's done something terrible, but I really like uh, shots like that. Uh, let's see. I did want to point out just for documentation purposes that James, uh, when he's at CatCo, he talks to uh, a character named Georgia uh, about a story about the mayor. He's going to assign her to go talk to the mayor, get some information about his condition. And I was like, we need to pay attention to this. This, <laughs> might be an, this might be another Kelly situation. So her name is Georgia. Just wanted to document that. We have to protect her. Protect Georgia at all costs. <laughs> I did think that it was interesting that we got the information about the creation of the world killers, that the world killers were created by Kryptonian witches. Uh, I didn't know those existed, but apparently they do. Uh, yeah, so we got some more stuff about the Book of Rao, that there's no apocalypse, but they have these parables about witches uh, joining hands to create a blessed darkness and the Book of Rao, that's, uh, that's pretty twisted stuff. Speaking of the Book of Rao, where's our good friend, Cult Buddy? Is, is he still rolling around somewhere? <laughs> I feel like our favorite cult leader should have some things to say about all of this. I just feel like, is he somewhere? Is he? Are we going to have, like, a, like at the end of the season, are we going to be like, whatever happened to him? Is he just in a cave somewhere, wandering? <laughs> Writing on the wall. I imagine that he might come back into play because, I mean, he's the one who's told us 
a bunch of information about the world killers and the Book of Rao and all of this stuff. So, I mean, I can see him uh, coming back into the story to give us more information somehow. Um, I also wanted to point out that the Valley of Juru actually does exist in DC Comics. Uh, according to supermanrebirth.wikia.com, uh, the Valley of Juru was a region on the planet Krypton, which gave rise to a group of mystics known as the Wizards of Juru. These Kryptonians had learned the arts of magic and were capable of great acts and sorcery. Even at the height of Kryptonian civilization, the Valley of Juru remained one of the few unexplored regions on the planet. Ooh. It was for this reason that the wizards remained largely unknown to the rest of Krypton. So I thought that was pretty cool that they actually pulled something from the comics uh, to use as the rainforest. Um, let's see. And I think that's about all I wanted to mention um, just in addition to everything we talked about, um, because I, I thought all of that was quite interesting. But yeah, I did like this episode. Lots of twists and turns, things I wasn't expecting. Um, the world killers maybe went a little too soon, but I appreciate that we got them anyway. Uh, so I think that's uh, going to do it for our thoughts. Uh, so let's find out what our listeners had to say about Trinity. Um, at Unicorn Gabs 2 said, I thought it was great. I was on the edge of my seat and was literally yelling at my TV the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> at Chris Fundalinski said, what's your real name? Lena's getting feisty and calling Supergirl out on her honesty issues. Um, at Mall of the Ocean said everybody needs to start communicating like adults. Of course, Kara isn't going to trust Lena. Kryptonite will literally kill her, and Lena has been experimenting on Sam for the last three weeks. James should have told Kara that he couldn't do it rather than lying. Um, at Patty Mello 20 said, so Lena can make Kryptonite now. At this point, if she becomes evil, Kara will only have herself to blame. Honestly, she was such a hypocrite this episode. She has been lying to Lena every day since they've met, and now she's judging her for keeping a secret too? What? Hashtag Team Lena. <laughs> uh, at Shop 23 said, Odette Annabelle was the best part of this episode. When she was trying to remember Ruby's name, it hit me in the feels. Lena knows Kara is Supergirl. She was sitting at a table with all of the main players in Kara's life and a superhero who strongly resembles Kara. Hashtag Lena knows. She has to. That's also a really good point. Like, hmm, your sister happens to be in the DEO. Here are all these people I've met that Cara Danvers is really good friends with. Also, they're all in the DEO. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she even uh, at that holiday party, that Christmas party, Jean was there. Yeah. Was Wynn in that conference room? Yeah. I mean, I feel like he he might have been, but I mean, he was definitely there later. He was definitely in the Legion cruiser with her. Yeah. And even James, like, they're kind of connected as well. Yeah. I mean, Lena, like, come on. I mean, I feel like you can't have Lena, if if we, we want to believe that Lena doesn't know the uh, car's identity, you can't have her smart enough to, like, figure out a whole bunch of other people's identities. Like, you have to do one or the other. That and the fact that she outsmarted Brainy in this episode. I know. She just, like, sat right down and, like, commandeered a spaceship, but she can't figure out that car, like 
puts on glasses and looks the same. I don't buy it. It's it's a lot to buy. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Jesso13 said, I love this episode, except for how Supergirl was treating Lena. I get the knee-jerk reaction, but attempting to break into Lena's vault went too far. James was the only rational one, which is new. Even with Lena's reveal at the end, she deserves all the trust. Um, at Madtown Davidson said, this was an exciting episode. I like that Kara and Lena are friends, but I have to admit that I love some Smallville style frenemy stuff developing between Lena and Supergirl. My one complaint is that everyone should have been sadder about Julia. Hold a memorial service at least. I, you know, I agree. She saved the day. Julie, if it wasn't for Julia, they would not have been able to at least take out two of the world killers. That's true. Like, like light a candle or pour one out or something. Yeah, they could have uh, gathered at the uh, alien bar and uh, toasted to Julia. Um, at true underscore just underscore Brian. Is that Brian? Brian, is that you? <laughs> we haven't seen him all season. Where is he? That's what, well, that's what he's been doing. He's been tweeting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's been working on his social media presence. Um, I, okay. He says, Alina is right for keeping kryptonite. Question. Did she synthesize it as an intellectual challenge or for a reason? And, and is that purpose noble or nefarious? How is this eclipse supposed to work? It could not result in any global catastrophe because the moon only blocks a very small portion of sunlight reaching the Earth. So maybe National City is dark, but say Metropolis wouldn't be. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's a fair point. That's a good science, I think. I mean, <laughs> we recently had an eclipse uh, this this year, Uh or at least within, when was that? I can't remember when that was. Oh, gosh. That was like the summertime, right? Was it? Uh, so within within like a year, we recently had an eclipse. So I, the, I kind of understand how this works. It when, when the totality happens, there's like a, there's a line that goes through. So at some, at some point, everyone is going to be able to see it at, you know, at various times. So it would affect more people than in National City, but it might have affected them at different points in the day. Yeah, I think there's a, is there a difference between, is, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't even want to try <laughs> with science. But it was also like an eclipse that was created by the world killers. So it was, it was like a, it was a magic eclipse and thus all the rules that you thought you knew <laughs> don't apply. <laughs> and all the rules that I uh, thought I don't know uh, don't apply. Yeah, I, I think, I think. The assumption was supposed to be that it was a, like a total eclipse everywhere is what I was getting and that the sun was like just going to be gone and then everybody was going to freeze to death and die. Well, let's be glad that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, we can just go with magic on this one. Sure. Let's just do magic question mark question mark. And also, I think maybe we should uh, answer the previous question uh, did Lena synthesize it as an intellectual challenge or did she uh, develop it for a reason? And is that reason noble or nefarious? I wonder if it was for a reason because I just, I, I have a hard time with her being like, well, you know what? I finished this crossword. What else can I do today? <laughs> like, it just seems like, why would you, why would you just try to synthesize kryptonite? That's a weird thing to do. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. I mean, Lena did put together an underground bunker to contain Sam uh, pretty fast though. So I guess I shouldn't question too much. She just happened to have an underground bunker lying around. 
So I think anything's possible. I think she did it to help Sam. Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't know anything beyond that. So I'm just going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She did it to help her friend. And it's a noble cause. Yeah, I don't think I don't think at this point she's being nefarious. Although I would not be opposed to that. <laughs> um, okay, and our last tweet comes from uh, at B-Man923. He said, I feel bad that Rain and Supergirl keep fighting each other. Can't they just bake some cookies and talk about their issues? I, that, that would solve it for me. I mean, if we can't get the Rainbow Connection, <laughs> what about what about a good bake-off? What about that? Chocolate chip cookies can solve any problem. I think so. Yeah, they're running out of options. They could give they could <laughs> give it a shot. What else are you cookies do? are always an option? <laughs> uh, well, we have an email from Maria who writes, "Quote: I'm dying to know how Lena managed to make kryptonite and why she needed to make it. How long do you guys think she's had this secret? Also, if she knew about Alex, does this mean she definitely knows about Kara's secret identity?" Unquote. Um, yeah, so how long do you think that Lena's been uh, making the kryptonite? I have a feeling it's been since the Sam stuff. Yeah. The Sam Rain stuff. That that would be my guess. I don't think it was like last season and she was just like, I just found this great recipe on Pinterest. <laughs> so <laughs> that would be my guess. I'm definitely going to go to Pinterest later and see if anybody has a recipe for kryptonite. You know someone does. Someone does. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I can count on one thing on this, in this great thing that we call the internet it's that someone has made whatever weird thing that you want <laughs> uh and yeah i think we talked a little bit about lena knowing Kara's secret identity i'm on i'm on the side where i think she does no i think so too uh we have another email from uh alejandra uh who writes lena luther aka the queen of sass was amazing she called out both the deo and supergirl for demanding honesty when they are the worst at that aspect at least with her james acknowledging he didn't trust lena and realizing how wrong he was about her is something i wish it had had been said before they started dating uh but james is not going into lena's but james not going into lena's vault was really nice they're both good people and deserve happiness i still don't see a believable way they could make lena evil sad and being at odds with supergirl sure but not fool i'm going to destroy humans because my best friend lied to me sort of villain yeah i was trying to think about that too like i think they might be setting up the fact that oh lena feels betrayed because supergirl didn't trust her or whatever but (sighs) I don't to me right now that seems a little flimsy. Yeah, I think I, I would have a hard time with that just because Lena has been like demonstrably real chill with secrets. <laughs> <laughs> like James is like I was going to break into your vault and uh and make sure that you weren't lying and uh and also I'm guardian. She was like, "Cool, cool, cool, guys. <laughs> We're all good here." <laughs> yeah, I think you really have to earn that if Lena's going to take that turn and I don't think they've earned it just yet. Uh, Well, we have an email from new Rachel who writes, quote, I loved what we got out of when Lena and Brainy interacting and working together, even though it wasn't much, especially because I have wanted to see these three masterminds who come from terrible pasts working together for so long. And I finally got some of it on the day before my birthday, unquote. Well, happy birthday, new Rachel. Happy birthday, new Rachel. (laughs) Glad you got a pretty good present from the show uh, this week. So I hope you uh, definitely had a good birthday. I feel like Supergirl delivered for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex writes, it seems that Immer's theory that if pestilence was destroyed, there would be no blight has completely gone down the tubes. Uh, maybe Alex should take Immer on a road trip to Earth 1 to meet Sarah Lance from the Legends of Tomorrow. Sarah could set Immer straight on the dangers of traveling through time to try to kill the person who kills your sister in the future. <laughs> 
That's a that's a good point. I mean, I think Sarah would have some good pointers. She knows a little bit about breaking time because she's done it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you're more the one capable to speak on this because you know I don't watch the show, but I, I I only listen to the podcast, so that's that's my knowledge of uh, what this is about. <laughs> so yeah, uh, maybe I mean I I think it would be cool if if Emma got to meet Sarah Lance. It would be kind of fun if we got some of the Legion members like popping up in legends of tomorrow. I think that would be some, some nice Supergirl synergy. We don't really, we've, I don't think we've had anybody from Supergirl on legends at this point. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're accepting, we'll accept anybody who wants to pop over. (laughs) I, yeah, I think the only thing you could maybe say is that the, the, you know, the big four show crossover, that would be the only instance of that, but yeah, but not actually within the legends doing stuff the the legends do uh but yeah i think it would be cool to see them interact uh well danielle writes quote the ladies in this episode were phenomenal i especially love the trinity of alex Kara, and lena when they went to go save sam and julia i honestly thought that Kara was going to come clean about being supergirl while they were there when lena asked her what her real name was but i'm glad both ladies ended on good terms I can see where Kara is coming from, but she was overreacting, and I'm glad. And she even admitted that, Daniel. Uh, but Daniel uh, <laughs> continues, and I'm glad she realized that in the end. Uh, Alex's new suit is everything, and I loved when making it for her and giving it to her. Brainy was also very good in this episode. Jesse Rath does such a wonderful job portraying this character, and I can't wait to see what else is in store for him. Odette and Chris knocked it out of the park. I teared up watching them forget their human lives, and I nearly lost it when Sam forgot Ruby's name. I also loved how Lena was willing to go in there and help save Sam. It just showed how much of a good person she is, and I love her more every week because of it, unquote. Um, yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, Brainy in this episode, Daniel. I, I don't think we mentioned that Brainy, uh, for the second week in a row, uh, <laughs> does not have his uh, Brainiac 5 look. No. He's still using the personal image inducer uh, for some unexpl- uh, unexplained reason. I thought it was funny that they didn't even try to explain it away this week. They were just like, you know what? This is it is what it is, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they could justify I guess it. Roll with it. <laughs> I guess they can adjust. They can justify it with, uh, well, uh, he, you know, it's good that he had the human form when he met Lena. Maybe that wouldn't give him away some other for some other reason. I don't know. But I feel like Lena has met so many aliens at this point. Like, does she care anymore? I don't think she cares. I mean, Supergirl's an alien. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, we've established that Lena is just real chill. So (laughs) she would have been fine with it. Yeah. I still don't like it, but whatevs. I'll go with it. Uh, We have an email from Daryl who writes, I'm impressed that James was being so honest with Lena, though the fact that Lena can make her own kryptonite will make its way to Kara one way or the other. I'm finding Kara's hypocrisy very, very tiresome. It just shows that when it comes down to it, Kara only sees Lena's last name. I am glad we got believable writing in this episode as to why James' opinion on Lena changed. Now we can only wonder if James will be as honest with Kara and tell her what he did. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, I don't know. There's some lies going on there with uh, 
James some and Wynn secrets, and Some secrets, some lies. We also have an email from Sam who wanted to share some thoughts on Monel, writing, quote, I have a lot of sympathy for Monel because he has feelings he doesn't know how to handle. He is married to a woman who he has deep affection for. Yet he is confronted on a daily basis by the woman he loved and was separated from and thought he would never see again. Now all those feelings have returned with a vengeance and Monel doesn't know how to handle them. It would be one thing if he and Emra could just head straight back to the future and leave Kara behind for good. But for now, he has been forced to spend at least some time with Kara helping to deal with the world killers. Of course, the more time he spends with her, the more his feelings come to the surface. I honestly can't see Kara having an affair with Monel or leaving him or or him leaving Emra and hooking up with Kara right away. I do think it's possible he might leave Emra or she might leave him, and I think that might be for the best. If Monel genuinely does not care for Emra as much as he does for Kara, it's, it is better for Emra and Monel to separate regardless of what happens between Monel and Kara. I wouldn't necessarily be against Monel and Kara getting back together a year or two down the line after both of them have been seeing other people. That's the only way I can see them getting back together that wouldn't feel tacky, unquote. And I think that's my big problem with this whole thing is it does feel tacky. Yeah. It's go- it's gonna it's gonna feel tacky. Yeah. Those aren't gonna be those aren't gonna be good feelings that we're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the also the other problem I foresee with Monel and Emra is that the reason that they are married, they have that arranged marriage situation that um their relationship united the planets you know the, the created the united planets in the future so if they separated that might be a bad thing for those people in the future so i think that that is something that you have to consider with their relationship is that it's not just about them it's about a whole bunch of other people uh, kaya sent us an email uh writing i really wish they i really wish they didn't go with the but lena has kryptonite that can kill Kryptonians, so there's no way we can trust you. Also, red Kryptonite is a thing that exists. If all the green Kryptonite on Earth gets destroyed and Kara or Clark get infected by some of the red stuff, what's going to stop them? Uh, so somebody always needs to have some Kryptonite. Oliver Queen proved that on the crossover, and who better to have it than Supergirl's best friend? I mean, I feel like you're not gonna, you're not getting the high ground if you're citing Oliver Queen. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair, uh, but I think uh, that Kaya does make a fair point that sometimes Kryptonians can get out of control. It happens. It happens to Superman all the time in the comics. It's happened to Supergirl on the show. So I think that's a fair point that maybe there should be somebody around who has maybe a little bit of it just in case that happens is like a little backup plan. That's why I thought it was weird that Superman carried out all that kryptonite in season two. I was like, why are you doing that? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like both of them are like real, like real angry about kryptonite in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I can understand it. If it's a, a tool that can make you weak and possibly kill you, uh, maybe I'd be a little defensive about it too. It probably wouldn't also be my favorite thing. <laughs> Uh, we have an email from Danae who writes, quote, It was really cool to see Kara, Alex, and Lena enter the alternate realm. I've been waiting all season to have a storyline that would let the three of them team up. I laughed out loud at Alex poking Lena with the stick. And then later when they tried to read Sam, I was very much close to tears. Odette killed it again in this episode. 
I'm a bit sad that this could be the last we've seen of purity and pestilence, but what an epic fight for them to leave us with. And of course, Lena knows how to command a spaceship that won't exist for another 1,000 years, but she cannot figure out that that car is to Supergirl. <laughs> Although I felt like this episode contained some hints that Lena might already know Kara is Supergirl and is simply waiting for Kara to tell her. That's a good point. Maybe she's waiting it out. Yeah. Uh, Danae also says, at first, she tells Alex that she already knew uh, that Alex worked at the DEO, but it was up to Alex when she wanted to tell her. And later, when Kara confronts Lena about keeping secrets, Lena, in return, asks her what her name is. I found that uh, a very specific question. It's almost as if Lena knew that the answer to that question would be a name she would recognize. Or perhaps I'm reading into it too much. Either way, I'm curious to see how this tense situation between Lena and Supergirl might affect the friendship between Lena and Kara, unquote. And I think that's a good point that uh, Lena was like, you know, it's, you know, she she talked a lot about uh, secrets not being hers to tell. And I think maybe that's where she comes down with it uh, for Kara. I mean, it's, it's not like the show doesn't have a, a history of doing this, though, because we had Cat, I mean, Cat Grant, no. True. Uh, we have an email from Mary who writes, One of the big themes of season three is Kara rediscovering hu- her humanity. And I like how Lena brought some humanity back to Kara by bringing her back to Catco. But when Supergirl learns Lena has kryptonite, Kara disappears from the storyline and Supergirl goes into survival mode. Am I reading into it? Maybe. But it's a cool theme to think about, especially since Lena fills a similar role for Sam and Rain. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that is a good point. That Especially with Sam, Lena was trying to get her humanity uh, back to Sam. Like, she was trying to figure out the world killer, the world killer business so that she could get rid of that so Sam could retain her her humanity. Um, so that's a good point. And I think maybe that also applies to Kara as well, because most of the time that we see Lena, except for like this episode, this episode was full like, on like, we're dropping Lena in the DEO <laughs> with Supergirl. <laughs> um, but most of the time we see her, we see her with Kara. So I think that that's a fair point to make that uh, Lena is more associated with the human side of Kara. And I think that's a, it's it's an interesting point because it's interest it's kind of like the point that you made you made earlier that we haven't seen Kara in a couple of maybe in a couple of episodes. So I mean, if if you do think about this season, one of the themes being um, Kara and Supergirl and her humanity. I mean maybe the way that she was acting this episode was because she's been in that sort of Supergirl alien, more alien headspace as opposed to being more human. That's a really, really good point. Um, And our final email comes from Gina who writes, quote, the first half of season three was all about Cara Danvers, how Cara Danvers was such a vital part of Supergirl. (laughs) So a lot of, a lot of people are picking up on this. Yeah. Uh, But when was the last time we saw anything of Cara Danvers outside of this potential love triangle? Uh, And uh, Gina has a guess of uh, Legion of Superheroes being that one. We did see a lot of Cara Danvers in that one. That was in that episode in particular, the Cara Danvers aspect of her was what got her out of that coma loft. Um, so that was very important in that episode. 
Uh, Gina also goes on to say when Supergirl went to James in his home slash office, uh, <laughs> which I think is a pretty good way to put that, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, aren't you supposed to also be working? Lena was in that bunker for three weeks, so was Kara also working during that time? I hope somehow when all of this comes to head, they bring that theme back. Maybe it's Kara who saves Sam and not Supergirl. I like that speculation. That, like, somehow Kara, like, using her humanity saves Sam. Yeah, I think that would bring the season full circle um, if she did that. Because at the very beginning of the season, Supergirl, you know, Kara did not want to be Kara Danvers. She thought Kara Danvers was weak and that Supergirl was the way to get over her emotional problems and her hurt and her heartache. Um, So it would be a good way to end the season if she channeled that side of her in order to bring out Sam's humanity. But I I do uh, really believe that Ruby is going to be much more important than Supergirl at this stage. But I like the idea that that ties into Supergirl's story arc for the season. I think that's a great point. Uh, And before we wrap up our feedback, we have some snap judgments uh, sent in by our listeners. In the game of snap judgments... Each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, so our first snap judgment is from our one of our snap judgment MVPs, Gina. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Gina is always sending us in good stuff. Some good ones. Some good ones. All right. Alex's new suit or Monel's old suit? Uh, I'm going Alex's new suit. Yeah, I feel like this is an easy one. Alex's new suit. Um, okay. Wins talents as a computer nerd or his talents as a seamstress. Both important talents. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him do some uh, sewing. I, w- I want to see his seamstress, seamstress side uh, a lot more. So I'm going to go with seamstress. Yeah. So I'm also going to go with seamstress, especially just because I want to see him make Lena a superhero oh. outfit with the shoulders out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. Is is this a is this a good point to have like a Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom uh, session? And now Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. She was in some DEO attire. I was a little disappointed. I kind of wanted her to go in that rainforest and like we pan over and it's like Alex and her like sensible thing and Supergirl in her outfit. And then it like pans all the way over and like Lena is like dressed for the club. (laughs) 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 Lena's like, hold on. It's really hard to walk in these five inch heels. (laughs) I had the uh, exact opposite disappointment. I was disappointed that she wasn't wearing any DEO sweats. Oh, yeah. We saw the sweats. Um, from a couple episodes ago when Supergirl was working out with Monel, and I was like, you know what? That would have been I would I would would really have enjoyed it enjoyed that. But she did. It looked like she got some DEO regulation uh, uniform that she had to wear when she went into the rainforest. And I feel like she really committed to like I'm I'm working. I'm gonna wear my hair in a sensible braid. Like, it's sensible, but also stylish. How long does that take normally? It seems like that. I mean, I guess some people can do it really quickly. I want to know if we missed a scene where somebody braids her hair. 
<laughs> and could that person have also been win? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I want that to have been the case. That should that's like, the head when you are now. in charge of all regulation uniforms, so really <laughs> He's also in charge of uh the hair department of the DU. The yes. That's a funny image that is now in my head that when was braiding Lena's hair. <laughs> I'm gonna take that with me for the rest of the week. Thank you so much. And this has been Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom. All right. So Gina's last snap judgment, Trinity preference, Supergirl, Alex and Lena or Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. Dang, Gina went cutthroat on this one. <gasps> Gina. Am I going to be a terrible Supergirl fan if I pick Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman? I feel like I'm going to be judged on this. I mean, it is a classic for a reason, though. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pick Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. I mean, I think that's fair. I'm going to go Supergirl, Alex, and Lena, but that was a really tough – that was an almost an unfair choice. That was that was not cool, Gina. It gets real towards the end of these snap judgments. <laughs> but uh, we had to follow the rules of the game. Had to pick one. Uh, okay. So from, uh, from Danae, uh, we have this snap judgment, Pestilence's Toxic Nail Powers or – purity sonic screams uh i i'm a big fan of characters who have sonic screams so i'm gonna <laughs> go with purity i always appreciate a good hand acting <laughs> we know this we've established this but i also think i need to go with that sonic scream because it was really cool okay last snap judgment alex's old alien gun or her new fire gun this is also a tough one this is a tough one yeah i do like that magnet feature I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the new fire gun. I'm gonna go the old alien gun because it just gave her so much joy. <laughs> she she <laughs> did like that gun. I guess she still has it. She probably still uses it's, it. It's somewhere. She's just got an arsenal now. She just upgraded a little bit. No judgments on your snap judgments. Well, uh, thank you guys for sending in uh, those snap judgments. And thank you to everyone who emailed us and sent us some tweets about this episode. Uh, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio like all of those awesome people did, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. And I should uh, point out that if you want your emails read on the podcast, be sure to write in and get them, uh, get them into us, preferably before 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays after the episodes air. Uh, uh, airs uh, because that helps us uh, at prep time so that we can get them in uh, the Google Docs and get them ready to go. Uh, so try to write in before Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern. That, that would be great. Uh, if you'd like to post a comment on our website, you can do that at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify, where we also have a playlist that includes music featured on the show. Uh, curiously, the last couple episodes have not had any, uh, you know, like pop songs. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It's been straight score, which is kind of uh, different for the show, but I like it. Because there was some really cool, it sounded like Blake Neely was working uh, some, maybe like a world killer theme in there. And I like what Blake Neely's been doing with Brainiac, uh, Brainiac 5. There's been a little brainy theme that pops up when he shows up. There's a little kind of electronic sound that goes underneath his scene. So I've actually been really enjoying the score, uh, even though we don't have any, uh, you know, fun pop songs. 
We've got the score that's been really good. Uh, we are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. And we are available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio. So if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. Uh, Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans... And classic D- uh, DC TV shows. <laughs> you can subscribe to DC TV Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and also follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter and like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook. You got a, you got a little too sure of yourself on that one. I did. I did. And it, it really it really bit me in the end. <laughs> it backfired a little bit. It backfired. I felt so good going into that. But you... um. Uh, there's the there's the on cue there's the giant jumbo jet flying over my house where is it going what is it doing it's it's brainy they're flying home now i guess so maybe they're uh they've gone uh or i don't know that they're going back to the future i assume they'd be a little faster uh but maybe they're flying back from the fortress of sanctuary which is no more uh they've destroyed that place yeah um what were we talking about, even? We were about to be talking about the Tea Public store. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good segue? That's a great uh, segue. <laughs> Professional. Yeah. So we actually have a coupon code this very week. Uh, so if you want your Supergirl shirts or any of the other DCTV shows, you can use the uh, the coupon code DCTV podcast and you have... And that's podcasts with an S because <laughs> I realized I did not hit that S very gotta, hard. Got to put that S at the end. Very important. Got to put that S. Don't forget the S. Um, and you have until May 14th uh, to use that for a discount. Yeah. So enter in DCTV podcast when you check out. There's a place in the checkout where it says, do you have a gift card or a coupon code? That's where you put it. Um, so, yeah, we'll be uh, trying to promote that this week. Uh, but you'll get uh, some money off of your purchases. So definitely check that out. We've got some cool stuff in the store. A lot of cool stuff. We've got some Martian Manhunter shirts. We've got, uh, if you if you want to get the uh, National City University sweatshirt like Lena Luther uh, has worn on the show, you can do that. You can be part of the Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom experience. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want to get that. I have been eyeing that for a while. <laughs> also, there's a shirt, there's a sweatshirt of Lena Luther wearing a sweat a Supergirl sweatshirt. It's very meta. It's a very meta wow. design. That is that is like Inception. We're we're a couple layers uh, a couple layers down in that one. So you could get that as well with the DCTV podcast coupon code. So definitely check out the T Public Store. And you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And I'm on Instagram at the Derby Kid. that's T-H-E-D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. You can also watch videos of mine over at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. I am also a contributor to JLU Podcast, which you can find over at JLUniverse.Potomac.com. And if you are curious about my thoughts on Superman the movie, I was just on a podcast called Cinemaversary. Uh, They talk about all the movies that are currently having anniversaries. Uh, So Superman the movie, I think, has a 40th 
anniversary this year. So they invited me to come talk about it with them. And uh, so that episode is already out. So you can go listen to that now. And uh, they're also going to be releasing a conversation that I had with them about Man of Steel. So I got to talk about two Superman movies. Uh, So definitely go subscribe to Cinemaversary to uh, make sure that you know when those episodes are going to show up. It's actually a really cool podcast. Those guys are, you know, Kyle and Thomas are really great. They have some really great discussions. I listened to their one on The Truman Show. It's great. Made me want to watch The Truman Show again. Uh, so definitely go uh, check out Cinemaversary. Cool. And you can find me on um, Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Um, and you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Um, we are planning sometime this week to record our big season three wrap-up episode so that should be dropping uh sometime this week or this weekend we're gonna go through all the episodes it's on netflix so i mean you could watch it before then (laughs) i mean it is an option (laughs) or you can do it in this way also you want to get a little taste of what the season's going to be like you can listen to a wrap-up episode (laughs) then you can just decide which episodes to watch on netflix maybe you don't have a lot of time i don't know your life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this could help you. <laughs> that sounds very informative and helpful. Uh, so thank you to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast for that. I will be listening. Very excited about new, new episodes. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for our episode on Trinity. But if you want to hang out for a quick spoiler section, we'll be doing that after our theme music. But until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we're glad that Kara has a new appreciation for the importance of exercise. of pestilence and purity. Ruby? Sweetheart, it's mommy. Did you miss me? So much. Supergirl. All new episode Monday at 8, 7 central on The CW. And we are back. And what you just heard was the audio for what's coming up on Supergirl. The next episode is called Shelter from the Storm. The official description reads, quote, When Rain starts hunting Ruby, Supergirl and Alex work together to keep her safe. Supergirl and Jean look to Sam's mother, guest star Betty Buckley, for advice on how to stop Rain and come away with some shocking news, unquote. Ooh, Morgan, this sounds very exciting. I don't know if this is going to end up being uh, dropped from the episode like Jean's uh, <laughs> shocking secret. Uh, it, it's always a possibility. Uh, but what are you really excited about when you read this description? Uh, I'm really excited about the, the Ruby stuff coming up. Uh, I think that's going to be really um, scary, but also like emotional. Um, I'm excited for some Betty Buckley. 
Uh, always a good, uh, always a good time on the show. And whatever her shocking secret is, uh, provided we learn it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think that that'll be uh, pretty cool to find out. It'll be nice to see her back on the show because I do feel like it was cool when she showed up, but she showed up for like a second. And uh, I do. I feel like she has more secrets to tell. Obviously, I'm a little worried about Team Supergirl because they must be out of options. They're going to Sam's adoptive mother and they're like, hey, do you know how to stop rain? (laughs) (laughs) What do you know that can help? And she's just like, she was really into the wiggles. (laughs) (laughs) Does that help? (laughs) So I'm a little worried that they've gotten to this point that they're like, well, let's just start asking people. We don't know. Should we just start polling people around town? Man on the street style interviews. (laughs) What do you think we should do? Uh, Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see what uh, Betty Buckley might have to say. Uh, But I like you. I'm very interested in the rain hunting Ruby because that could be really scary because rain on the hunt is not somebody you want to mess with. So I'm excited about any time Supergirl and Alex get to team up and, you know, go stop a bad guy and protect somebody, uh, protect somebody I'm very into. So we'll uh, we'll have to see what they do next week. Hopefully, uh, you know. Cross your fingers for, for Ruby. Hopefully she makes it. <laughs> hopefully she makes it out of the episode. Um, so uh, we'll we'll see what uh, happens. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this spoiler section. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a new episode discussion next time on Supergirl Radio.